The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Welcome, everybody, and to those of you who are listening live or listening close to the time that we're live, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year, Happy Epiphany. I get to tell you all these things because this is our last live show for 2014. So uh, the Unity people give me a nice Christmas vacation. Oh, wow, that sounds like being back in school. And we will be back with our next show in the middle of January. I believe that is going to be the 17th. No, that's not right. I'm looking at December the 14th, 14th of January. And our guests will be Anne and Freya Dinshaw of the American Vegan Society. We have been giving away memberships in the American Vegan Society, which includes a subscription to American Vegan Magazine. We have done that through this last part of 2014, and we will be doing it this very day. So if you would like to call in and join the conversation here on Wednesday, December 17th, If this happens to be when you're listening, give us a call, 888-558-6489 from the U.S. of A. or 816-347-5519 from wherever else around the globe you might be. And you'll be able to speak with our guests coming up at quarter past the hour, Rip Esselstyn of the Engine 2 Diet, his sister Jane Esselstyn, co-author of the Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease Cookbook, or right now, a very special guest. If you've been listening for a while, you've noticed that we've changed the format just a little bit. We've extended our, our opening segment so that we can have what we've been calling our appetizer guest. And how this came about is the show tends to book really far out. When the wonderful people from Unity Online Radio invited me about having the show, they said, do you think you'll find enough vegans? And it's, yeah, oh boy, have I found enough vegans? So we book kind of months ahead, but then when something comes up, something that we just want to take ripped from the headlines or a new book or something really timely, we have this first segment, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. You have probably read this story because it's been all over everywhere. My guest is Keith Allison, an elementary school tutor and animal activist in Smithville, Ohio, where his superintendent just gave him the choice of whether he wants to teach children or advocate for animals. Welcome, Keith. Thank you, Victoria. Good to be here. 
Well, it's wonderful, wonderful to have you. And my husband actually pointed out the story to me that it appears to all intents and purposes that you got the axe because you took a picture of a calf. Yeah, I took a picture of calf crates from the from the road. And you uh, put them on Facebook. I did. I put them on Facebook along. I explained what they were. Um, I said as you know, someone who grew up feeling parental love and support and as someone, and now as a parent who gives parental love and support, I reject the idea that separating a baby from a loving mother and raising it isolated in a box could ever be considered humane. And that was not met with um, appreciation by people in your community? <laughs> it was not. Certainly the, the, the farmer in question was, was not happy when they, had, when they saw the post. So what happened with your job? I was verbally hired um, a week before school started, and then on the second day of school, I had started the year, the second day of school, the superintendent called me in uh, with the principal as well, and I was told that there was, that the superintendent had gotten a call from this farmer complaining right before the board meeting, and the farmer had seen the post and expressed concern that um, they felt frightened, they were afraid someone were, was going to come and break their crates, that someone would free their cows, that their children weren't safe to play in their yard, and that their children weren't safe with me at the school. And the superintendent um, had concerns over this, and so she pulled my name to not go up for board approval to make my job official. And she told me that we were, you know, we lived in a very agricultural community, and half of our money coming in from real estate taxes comes from from our community, and that I needed to be very careful of what I put on Facebook. And if I wanted to continue being a strong vegan advocate, that I might want to look into doing something other than teaching. Oh, my goodness. That's just so shocking. It sounds like fiction. It sounds like a great book that somebody would want to pick up at the secondhand store and read on an airplane flight, except it's your life. It is, and it certainly took me by surprise. My attendant was shocked that I was shocked because, of course, as a vegan and as a peace advocate, I'm out there trying to spread love and compassion into the world. That's my goal for all beings, human and non-humans. And so when this family took fear out of this, I was very shocked at that, that that's the reaction you would have from me saying, you know, I love calves and don't think they should be pulled from their mothers and put in a box, um, that they would get fear out of that. And my superintendent was shocked that I was shocked. She seemed to think that was a reasonable response that they'd had. Well, you know, coming from Missouri, and and my grandparents were farmers, and and I I know you come from a rural area, so you probably know more about this than I do, but I have a feeling they really are frightened because they've passed this thing in, in the world, this Animal Rights Terrorist Act, and once somebody starts to uh, conflate the T word with with anything, no matter how good, that starts making people frightened. And I also think that a lot of farmers really believe that w- there are a lot more vegans and vegetarians out here <laughs> than there really are. I, it's It's a little bit hard, I think, for us on the other side to understand, but I'll bet they really are afraid, and I wonder what we can do to communicate that, yes, we're not happy with how you make a living, but we very much still love and care for you and your children. Sure, and I think that's very important. I think the the discourse and the conversation back and forth is is important that we do have feelings, and we don't consider them evil. We don't like some of these practices um, and we want to go about changing these things, but we still have compassion for the humans involved as well. This is such a big issue and I know that now they have come back and they're telling a bit of a different story than than you are about why your contract was not renewed. Yeah, um, they have come and said that I was not terminated, that I was not rehired for this year, um, which I really think is about the same we're on the same page that I was, I was, re, I was, re, I was hired verbally. I was not given official approval by the board of education, which is why I'm sure they're saying I was not rehired. So I don't really think there's a whole lot of difference there, maybe in terminology of how you want to view it. Um, but I think we're all, I, I can't say for sure based on what little they had said, but I think we're all kind of in agreement there that I was rehired verbally, but my contract did not become official because I did not yet get approval by the board of education. That's why superintendent pulled my name before that could have happened. So I, I know you have some support from the ACLU and others. 
What if you were offered your job back? Would you take it? I would. I would love to go back. Um, there's wonderful kids there. I love those kids. They gave me a smile every single day. The teachers I worked with were phenomenal. We had a great, great group of teachers. There. I'd be happy to go back. Do you know of any other kind of stance in, in life that one could have that would cause this kind of, of a backlash? I mean, I'm trying to think if, if someone belonged to a religion that people didn't like or, or I mean, you just basically don't like certain agricultural practices and you lost your job. Is that the right. scariest thing out there? I don't know. I don't think it should be. I don't think compassion should be something that scares us. I think we all, we all have kindness and compassion. They're not radical concepts. And even extending those things beyond the human race is not radical to the outside world. I mean, we, whether we do that to cats or dogs or elephants or dolphins or, or cows or pigs, I think extending that compassion beyond our circle is very much something we're all aware of. But to extend that to include those farmed animals seems to be very difficult um, for people who've grown up eating them and, and drinking their products. So what would you say to people with jobs, really people with all kinds of jobs? Should we be quiet about being vegan? I don't think you can be. I think when you have things that are very important in your life, that you need to speak out. And when you do speak out, you always have a chance of offending someone, no matter what you say. If you speak your personal beliefs, there's always a chance you're going to offend someone. But if you silence yourself so that you don't offend anyone, then you take yourself away from social discourse and you take yourself out of that whole idea of trying to make the world a better place. And I don't think we, we can allow ourselves to do that. So before this happened, did you feel embraced by the community? Did people know you were vegan and they didn't care until you put it on Facebook? Yeah, I felt very embraced at the school. I, I was very welcomed by the kids, by the teachers, um, I'm not sure how many kids knew that I, vegan, that I was vegan. Some did. Um, I would think most of the teachers knew that I was vegan. No one seemed to have any problem. You might get an occasional joke at lunch here and there, um, but they were very accepting. So are, are you the only vegan in your community? or There are very few of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, are, there are a few others um, in, the, in the local community, and there's a much stronger vegan community in the Akron and Cleveland areas that I'm very connected with. But um, in my county, I know, of a, I know of a few other vegans, but it's, it's very limited. Well, it's so fascinating because when I first saw your story, I wanted to get you on the show, but I didn't know how to locate you. And yesterday I sent out my newsletter and someone who is in your vegan community in, in your at least extended area wrote to me and said, Oh, can you, you know, help get the word out about Keith Allison? And I wrote back to her and said, Well, tell me where to find him. <laughs> we want to tell everybody his story. So it is wonderful that we can develop these communities, whether they're online or, or where they are, so that uh, we can help one another out. Yeah, definitely. So do you think that there will be ramifications if you don't return to the same school? Do you feel that this has put some sort of blight on your, as we say in school, permanent record? <laughs> That's a great question. I really have no idea what what will my future hold after all this. Is certainly the story is out there in the public. Um, for better or worse, it's expanded far more than I ever expected. Um, and whether or not that will, will be a hindrance or even a help um, as I look for future employment, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a really great question. I wish I, I knew more answers myself to that. Well, I was just talking the other afternoon. Uh, Jane Velez Mitchell, the, the broadcaster, uh, was at a, a party and, and brought a friend who is very interested in this humane school that's going to be opening here in New York City. It's um, started by Zoe Weil of the Humane Education Association, I, I believe it's called, and it'll be the first school that's based on humane principles a regular school but nobody's going to be eating animals or (laughs) being taught that they should be exploited so you know maybe if you want to try out the big city for a while we could use a wonderful stand-up facebook kind of guy here in the big apple well thank you it sounds like a wonderful place 
Well, you know, it is fascinating to me. We do have a school in Queens where they have an all-vegetarian cafeteria. They gave the kids the opportunity to choose what kind of food they wanted, and the kids themselves actually voted for vegetarian. So things are changing, and maybe that's why the farmers are afraid, because change is scary, especially when it affects you personally. Yeah, change is certainly scary. We definitely resist that. Yes, indeed. Well, just give me a, a the 30-second version on what you're doing out there uh, with your animal activism. What are some of the issues and what's going on? Um, I try to stay very involved. I'm, I'm a member of the Cleveland Animal Rights Alliance, and I try to stay involved with them. I'm a member of the Akron Peace Project, which is not specifically vegan, but it's certainly about uh, spreading and love and compassion into the world through yourself and your community and into the world. Um, and so, yeah, I've just try to try to do whatever I can to, to voice my opinions and lift up my beliefs and, and hold out that love and compassion for all beings, human and non-humans. Oh, that's so lovely. And I know that this is going to come back to you and a whole lot of good. I've, my new book coming in the spring is called The Good Karma Diet. And I uh-huh. really do believe you are on the side of the right. You're on the side of good karma and you have a lot of friends. So listeners, if you'd like to um, add your voice to help out Keith's cause, there are a couple of petitions going around. One comes from change.org. The other comes from care Two, that's numeral two dot com. Just uh, put your electronic John Henry on there. Uh, Keith Allison is the name of this wonderful educator who needs to be back out there educating. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for all your courage. Oh, thank you very much, Victoria. Happy Christmas time. Bye bye. Bye bye. And stay with us. We're going to have some more folks who hail from Ohio. Rip Esselstyn of the Engine 2 Diet and his sister Jane Esselstyn, co-author of the Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease Cookbook. Stay with us. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. From mayhem to miracle, from disaster to divine, Rants to Revelations Radio finds the opportunities for spiritual growth in everyday moments. Drawing from current headlines to pop culture, Reverend Ogan blurs the lines between the sacred and the profane, bringing meaning to the meaningless, with guests who are dedicated to transforming the world for good. Join Ogan live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central for Rants to Revelations Radio. You're listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Welcome back, everybody, to the Main Street Vegan Show. So happy to have you all today. 
I have a little Christmas gift for you, and that is the blog this week over at MainStreetVegan.net is about scenting your home for the holidays. And it's written by a lovely young woman named Chris Gerksness, who is an herbalist and a, a wonderful essential oils person who lives in Salem, Massachusetts, which is one of the coolest places to go if you ever want to wonderful little vacation but she tells us some lovely non-toxic ways to make your house smell really good even before you fix some of the fabulous foods from our two guests coming up when i had dr caldwell esselstyn jr and his wife Anne Kryle esselstyn and their daughter jane esselstyn on the show a few months ago oh my gosh people loved it so much And I was thinking, what can I do for the holiday show? What can I do to give all the listeners a wonderful Christmas gift? And I decided, get some Esselstyns back on, because I think that this is such a wonderful family, and this is a family time of year, and I have a feeling that a whole lot of us wish we were in your family, because it just seems like you guys do the coolest, coolest things. So today, uh, Jane has returned, and we're having Rip Esselstyn on for the first time, so I know you guys know who these people are, but just for somebody who just tuned in from out there in Cyberland somewhere, I'm just going to give you the quick intro. Rip Esselstyn was a three-time All-American swimmer and after college graduation spent a decade as one of the premier triathletes in the world. He then joined the Austin Fire Department, where he introduced his passion for a whole foods plant-based diet to Austin's Engine 2 Firehouse in order to rescue a firefighting brother's health. To document his success, he wrote the national best-selling book, The Engine 2 Diet. His most recent book, My Beef with Meat, became a number one New York Times bestseller. He has left the fire department to team up with Whole Foods Market as one of their healthy eating partners to raise awareness for team members, customers, and communities about the benefits of eating a plant-strong diet. And he's been all over TV today, CBS Morning Show. Good morning, America. Dr. Oz. And today, he's with us on Main Street Vegan, which is wonderful. Hey there, Rip. Hello, Victoria. And and he has given the world a beautiful holiday present. If you go to his website, Engine Two, and that's two uh, numeral dot com, the post today is holiday cookies. Now, let me just ask you one question, Rip, before we introduce Jane and also invite on our caller. When people hear about this really healthy diet, you talk about a plant-strong diet, lots of veggies and whole grains and very little sugar and no oil. People think, okay, I'm going to wait for January 1st for that. That sounds like I'm never going to have good food again. And then we open up this post today, and there is every kind of cookie and brownie under the sun. I guess this is not as difficult as it might sound. Well, we sure. I mean, we allow a little bit of uh, entertainment, you know, during special special occasions like you know, birthdays and uh, and the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, you know, we we need to be careful even even with a lot of the um, the plant based cookies because typically they're so they're so calorie dense and uh, you know unless you're a uh, an, an athlete athlete in training or uh, you have a very high metabolism. You know, most Americans are, are overweight and obese. So even even with the cookies, we need to be careful. But yeah, it's amazing. You know, using just some amazing healthful ingredients, how you can all of a sudden come out with a incredibly tasteful, uh, you know, brownie cookie that is that is just as good as, as anything using you know all the contraband that we all stay away from. <laughs> yeah, and I think once you get used to eating real food, that's what you prefer. And sure, okay, it's great to have have a cookie or share a little dessert or something, but the real food be- becomes the draw. At least that's what I have found. Now, let's just tell people about your sister here. Jane Esselstyn is a fresh and charismatic voice on the plant-based whole food diet. She brings her perspective and passion as a longtime health and sexuality educator to creating on-ramps to the plant-based way of life. I love how you express that. 
because we build the on-ramps and then all people have to do is take them. She is the co-author of the <laughs> Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease Cookbook with her next-door neighbor and mom, Anne. See, I said we all want to be in your family. She's worked as a science, outdoor, and health education educator for over 25 years. And... Um, I guess between the two of you and a couple other siblings, you're responsible for Anne's 10 plant-based grandchildren and and Dr. Esselstyn. (laughs) So welcome, welcome to the show, Jane. So tell us what what you're cooking today, and then we'll hear from our caller. Oh, I'm cooking, uh, I literally just, left my house where I have the rice cooker running. I run that thing like Mario Andretti. I mean, I just, it's on all the time. And I made Brian's black beans. Brian's my husband, and you'll note there's lots of recipes called Brian's such and such because he's such a better cook than I am um, in lots of ways. But uh, I made Brian's black beans. We have broccoli every night. I know that sounds bizarre, but um, our three kids love broccoli. We eat it every night. And we're going to keep it that. Oh, I have tortilla, uh, corn tortillas that I toasted in the oven on the rack um, as like the huge round, you know, corn chip things. You know, there's no oil, no salt. But the kids just heap all the stuff on top and then eat them. Um, and uh, we have a little bit of the flu going around our house, so I just am keeping it nice and simple tonight. Oh, it's, it sounds it's funny, Jane. You know, we... Uh, we have broccoli every night at our house too. <laughs> well, it could it's, be a family it's, trait. It's kind of the it's kind of the one green leafy vegetable that uh, Cole and Sophie, our seven year old son and five year old daughter, uh, really love. And so we uh, we always have it, whether it's frozen, whether it is fresh, and uh, yeah. So anyway, broccoli is a favorite at the Esselstyns. Well, it's a yeah. wonderful texture, broccoli, when you really know how to steam it yeah. just right. In the old days when I used to fast a lot because I was dealing with obesity and I didn't really know how to deal with it, so I'd go off to these places and drink water for a couple of weeks, and I would always dream about and fantasize about broccoli with a drizzle of lemon. And I can remember thinking, if I liked broccoli this much in my regular life, I probably wouldn't be down here drinking water. So today, <laughs> yeah. now, do like it, yeah. you eat it raw or you like I like it cooked a little bit. Oh, I like it no, cooked. To... Oh, so good. many vegetables yeah. are better yeah. raw, but broccoli needs to be steamed a bit, I think. Yeah, I, cook, so, I have to chew it yeah. forever if it's raw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't swallow it. And you know, yeah, and, and then we feed good. the big old stem, the we 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 feed the big old honking stems to our dog Tug who just loves it. Oh. Look, you know, he chews it like a bone. Yeah. Yeah, they Dogs love broccoli, and I read somewhere that broccoli should not make up more than 10% of their diet. I thought, well, now that's going to be a lot of broccoli, but I guess they like it so much they can actually overdo. So I believe we have a caller. Oh, okay. I'm looking at our engineer. There he is. Hi, caller. Hello. Well, hi. Are you the caller? Yes, I'm here. Hey, what's your name? Hi, I'm Colette. Hello, Colette. Do you have a question for our guest? Yes, I I wanted to um, ask Rip and Jane a couple of questions. Um, I have been vegan for going on four years. I was extremely heavy when I became a vegan. I lost a little bit of weight, but not anything close to what I needed to lose in the last three and a half, almost four years. I've really been pushing toward the whole foods, and I'm having some success. Uh, My doctor did identify a medical reason why I was having some trouble, and we're addressing that as well. And I know the protein question among vegans, but I am now in a position where I'm, I'm trying to very actively lose weight, and I'm going to my doctor and getting these in body that measure muscle, water, and fat. And if I start losing muscle and not fat, my doctor starts to get nervous. And so I'm wondering if you can address specifics for somebody that has a lot of weight to lose. I still have about 70 or 80 pounds to lose and, you know, is really trying to retain muscle as I lose the fat. Are there some foods that are better for that, even within the whole foods plant-based world, or some that are How does exercise fit into that? 
Um, and by the way, I had broccoli for lunch. Awesome. Oh, perfect. <laughs> We've overcome uh, the first President Bush who didn't like broccoli. <laughs> yeah. Rip, do you want yeah. to address the oil issue, or do you want to? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in, and then Jane, you can you can once you follow up. So, um, so Colette, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I would tell you that um, you really need to understand the the calorie density principles within the plant based world, and once you do, it's a it's a complete eye opener, and it's an, and it's a, in, in essence a game changer. And you know, you can be eating a plant based diet, even a whole food plant based diet, and you're eating too many of the calorie-dense plant-based foods that will um, not allow you to lose weight at the, at the rate that you want. Those specifically are all extracted oils that are 4,000 calories a pound. It's nuts, it's seeds, it's nut butters, uh, it's olives, it's avocados, it's bread. Um, oh, it's, I- a lot of your, your vegan, it's a lot of your vegan... Um, you know, kind of fake foods, your, your, your nuggets, your dogs, your burgers, stuff like that. You really need to be, to be careful. Now, if you can hone in on intact whole grains like quinoa and amaranth and brown rice and uh, things like that, you're, you're, you're great if you can hone in on all the legumes that are out there, beans, beans, peas, um, lentils, uh, fruits, you know, the whole myriad of of vegetables that are out there from potatoes to tomatoes uh, and everything in between, including broccoli, you're, you're going to be hitting a home run. And as far as you don't, you don't need to worry about, I wouldn't worry about losing muscle mass. I mean, as long as you're doing some sort of uh, resistance training twice a week, um, whether it's, you know, push-ups against the wall, whether uh, it is some uh, just really Anything you're you're, you're going to be fine, and then you can build back up when you get get to the the weight that you want. But I wouldn't let that get in the way of you reaching your ideal weight. Um, so I'll I'll stop there, and I'll let Jane uh, j- chime in, or you can ask another question. I just want to say two I things. Know that's, that's very um, helpful. Uh, um, people, I think people have are have an easy time getting off meat, have an easy time getting off dairy. What's the hardest thing is to let go of oil, olive oil, canola oil, peanut butter oil, any kind of oil, 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 oil. And there's tons of information on the Engine 2 website that can help you steer away from oil. Lots of information on my dad's website as well, dressleston.com. But understanding that oil, I don't care what you've heard from whoever you've heard it from, oil, like Rip said, is just 100% fat. There's nothing else. I mean, I like to read it like zero milligrams of anything healthy. OMG. There's nothing good here. OMG. Don't use oil. Second thing is walking. I found that when I work um, at RIPS Engine 2 immersions and uh, retreats, I do a lot of the walking with people. I'm, I'm a nurse, and I like to go out. You know, if I'm walking for half an hour with people, I like to be out there with some sense of who I'm walking with. And um, it's amazing. At the end of the week or the weekend, those of us who have walked, out for half an hour and back for half an hour, an hour of walking a day, we have great results at the end of the week. It's just moving your body mass for that long. The other thing about muscle mass is that your muscles are marbled with fat. So as you're losing fat and toning muscle, the muscles will appear to be shrinking. And your body will not vanish of all muscle by any means if you're still a moving human being. Best of luck with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. That's extremely helpful. I'm, I've got a very supportive doctor on it, but I, I do I, I don't know how to respond to those sorts of questions. You know, I, I just know we all say, "Oh, protein's not a problem." On a, on it's a vegan not. Diet. You can walk I mean, into the all... office, you're fine. Yeah. Okay. That's a great tweet. Thanks if you that. can walk into your doctor's office, you're getting enough protein. I like that. that Did you have any... Doug Lyle? Doug Lyle <laughs> talked about that. Oh, yeah, Doug Lyle, and what is that wonderful book that he and Dr. Goldhammer have? The Pleasure Trap. That's the a great one. The Pleasure win. Trap, exactly. Yeah. And Colette, do you have any Can other I ask questions? one more question? Sure. Yeah, um, I was wondering, you mentioned this. Uh, I know, of course, nuts are very high in fat. You mentioned seeds as well. I know that, you know, the brain needs a little bit of fat. 
is having, you know, using seeds like hemp seeds or something to get omega-3 and that kind of thing, is that going to be a big deterrent or should you have a little bit of that in your diet, even if you're trying to lose weight? Mother Nature well, got it right. That... Every whole food has fat in it. Oh, go ahead, Rip. Oh, go ahead, Jane. Go ahead. Oh, Mother Nature pretty much got it right. Every whole food. I mean, I'm, I'm having my hand. I have a. I'm pointing at a grapefruit, broccoli, spinach, and a banana. And all these things are in front of me, and they all have tons of water, tons of fiber, tons of phytochemicals, tons of fat. I mean, not tons, but plenty of fat in them, in the ratio which we are supposed to consume them as humans. Mm-hmm. And okay. they also have protein. They also have some sugars. They also have just blah 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 blah. Everything they need. When we extract things, as Rip said, extracted oils out of things then we're getting rid of all of the fiber, for example, from the olives. Or taking corn and zoop, you know, swimming it down to um, high fructose corn syrup. It's just not what we want to do. So a few hemp seeds here and there, that's fine. But not hemp seed butter and hemp seed oil and hemp seed this and that. Right. Just, you know, mm. use it like I a just like croutons on, on a like salad. I sprinkled some on my broccoli, you know, that sort of thing. Well, you don't need to sprinkle it all over things because broccoli has plenty of fat in it. Rip knows the percentage. I don't. He's good with all those things. What okay. percentage is broccoli? Is you know, Rip? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Colette, the thing is, is that everything has, as Jane just said, everything has fat in it, and you get all, all the essential polyunsaturated fats you need when you're eating a whole food plant-based diet. And, it, and, and the good thing is, is that uh, what is, um, what's absent is the trans fat, uh, the excessive amounts of saturated fat, uh, that are very, um, very present in, in all your animal, uh, animal-based products. So you're getting a, a healthier fat uh, that are the essential fats. And, you know, broccoli is uh, right around 9% fat, right? Uh, your oats are 16% fat. Um, strawberries, right around 6.5-7% fat. So the point being that everything has fat in it, and as human beings we only need right around 3 to 5% of our calories coming from, uh, from the essential fatty acids. And you're going to be hitting a home run when you're, when you're eating a whole food plant-based diet. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't sweat those, 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 those uh, really what are details. Yeah. And thank I you. Love... Thank you so much. I, this is incredibly helpful. Oh, thank you go, for go, calling, go. Colette. And, and stay on with, with Steve, our engineer, and uh, give him your contact information. And if you're not a member of the American Vegan Society, we will give you that membership. And if you are, we'll extend your subscription to American Vegan Magazine by one year as our little holiday gift to you. And everybody else, stay with us. We'll be back with more Rip Esselstyn and Jane Esselstyn and eating like a firefighter and a sex educator. Woo, what a combination. Stay Uh with us. Looking for the spiritual in your everyday life? Searching for meaning in the meaningless? Check out the book, Rants to Revelations, by Reverend Ogan Holder. Using his characteristic wit, humor, and storytelling, Reverend Ogan brings spiritual insight into practically every arena of human life. From issues of spiritual growth and family life to deep theological concerns about God and reality, he combines personal narrative with philosophical and scientific understanding to bring a fresh perspective into the life of faith in today's postmodern world. Pick up a copy of Rants to Revelations today from www.rantstorevs.com. Is the world we live in making you ill? Fast food, junk food, feeling overwhelmed, not enough time? People are stressed, anxious, overweight, depressed, and have numerous health issues that are being treated with pills. There really is a way to get back to good health without the use of medication, and it's not rocket science or hard work. Primary brain repair is a simple, natural method developed by Dr. Suka that can give you relief from your symptoms and help prevent long-term health problems. You can have more energy and a release from pain and suffering, along with a new joyful sense of self increasing your physical, emotional, and spiritual health. It's called Wellness Simplified. 
Join Dr. Suka on Fridays at 3 p.m. Central Time and learn more about her healing method. Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here today with Rip Esselstyn of the Engine 2 Diet and My Beef with Meat and his sister, Jane Esselstyn, co-author with her mother, Anne Quirle Esselstyn, one of the most beautiful women on the planet of the Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease Cookbook. And you know their dad, Dr. Esselstyn. Everybody knows their dad. So we've been talking about food and nutrition and that kind of thing, so important, but there's a bigger, really overriding issue that we're all getting more and more aware of now, and that's the environmental impact of what we eat. I know that's a big um, big topic for you, Rip. What, what are your thoughts today? Yeah, thanks. Um, well, you know, so I wrote Engine 2 back in 2009, and my mission statement back there was to inspire and motivate people to eat a more of a plant-strong diet to basically uh, so they wouldn't have to go down the road of having heart disease and type 2 diabetes and the major cancers and, and obesity. And as uh, just things have evolved over the last five years, uh, I've just realized that um, you know probably the, the number one issue facing humanity today is the uh, environmental crisis that we have afoot. And uh, you know planet Earth is in serious peril. You know, whether it's the acidification of the oceans, uh, you know, the, the, the mammoth amounts of drought that we're having, uh, uh, you know, famine, storms, uh, raging wildfires, the melting of the ice caps, uh, entire countries going underwater. Um, and so each and every one of us needs, needs to do what we can to reduce our, our, our basically our carbon footprint. And there's just some really, really powerful research that shows us that the number one thing that any of us can do is start eating a, a plant-based diet. Um, and if anybody out there really, truly considers themselves an environmentalist, uh, they need to seriously look at changing uh, the foods that are at, at the end of their forks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we right now, we have seven, close to 7 billion people on the planet um, we now have this this insatiable appetite for eating animals. We now consume close to seventy billion uh, every year worldwide, and by two thousand and fifty it 's projected that we 'll have um, upwards of ten billion people on the planet and If we you know go along the same trajectory that 'll mean we're we're we 're killing and then eating a hundred billion animals and it's just it's not sustainable right whether it's from a water perspective whether it's from a land perspective fossil fuels um all those things and so you know i would challenge everybody to instead of eating others let's eat for others and i heard that quote uh i can't remember where but i I thought it was very 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 powerful Oh, that is so powerful because the people that are pushing for all these diets, you know, the paleo and the this and that, they have their arguments about the health, which, of course, we would disagree, but they're very invested, but they don't get the part about the four others. So this is is perfect. Thank you so much. Now, Jane, I know that you prepared some holiday feasting ideas for us so what are we going to feed people for plant strong holidays i have lots of ideas but i want to segue off of what rip was just talking about and just say that there's um a wonderful documentary out that is actually hard to get into the theater because it's so it's sold out wherever it's showing um but rip showed it at a conference he held in austin in september um called food and health and the 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 documentary is called Cowspiracy, not Conspiracy, but <laughs> Cowspiracy, and it it shocked me. I, I, I like Rip. I was all aboard for this plant-based diet for nutritional reasons, health reasons, raising your family with awareness, and you know, have a good, healthy life. And then it made sense, sort of, yeah, it makes sense, you know, you know, ethically. Oh, now it makes sense, amazingly, like, spiritually, and. Um, environmentally and sustainability-wise, and it's just it's starting to make so much sense in every realm. So I wanted to say, if you can, 
purchase, rent, go see Cowspiracy. It'll make so much sense to what Rick was just talking about. But what I'd like to talk yeah, about, Kip, yeah, what you're going to yeah, eat Kip, Kip, while you're watching. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rick? Jane. Oh, I nope, was going to say what to eat while you're sitting around watching Cowspiracy. Um, uh, and depending on if you have a couple people for the holidays or a lot, there's just so many exciting recipes that we have found people are responding to because on social media people are incredibly active um, on Engine 2, and I know we have a Dr. Esselstyn uh, Instagram site. My dad does not run his <laughs> Dr. Esselstyn Instagram site, um, but that's what it's called. And... People are posting all kinds of amazing dinners that have this stuffing and uh, mommy's mushroom gravy. If you have a book with you, by any chance, people listening, that's on page 116. It's just this luscious, umami-filled, mushroom-flavored uh, gravy. It is absolutely always the first bowl that's empty whenever we serve it. Um, but there's some great things you can make ahead of time if for some reason you are going to a celebration or to church or somewhere or gathering with your friends to come home to have some things that are prepared. There's a wonderful lasagna in, in My Beef with Meat and Engine 2, those books, but also in the Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease Cookbook. There's a great uh, lasagna, page 181, um, and you can make those ahead of time. Those all really set well. If you cook it ahead of time, as you know, you've all made lasagna, I'm sure, when you cut it right away, it just slips and slides everywhere. But if you let it sit and set and maybe reheat it a little bit, it's wonderful. Um, and other thing that is great ahead of time is eat loaf. And that is just a ton of vegetables and legumes in this wonderful loaf with the barbecue sauce or ketchup, whatever you prefer, on top. That sets well great ahead of time. Um, if you have friends over who can help you cook, there's wonderful things to make as you all sit around and talk and chop. Like, I know it's awesome, and I get my nieces and nephews over, and they sit and they chop and they talk and they talk about college, girlfriends, boyfriends, scandals, messes, <laughs> whatever. It's awesome. Um, uh, roasted roots, because there's tons of roots. I mean, you name, name some crazy gnarly root that you've chopped up recently. Oh, are you asking Victoria? me or your brother? A yeah. gnarly root? Yeah, oh, either gosh. one of you guys. Well, yam was the most oh, we recent, although beef, it wasn't beef. very gnarly. What did you what do, Rip? <laughs> no, we just had beets uh, two nights ago, and uh, every God, every day we have sweet potatoes. <laughs> yeah, sweet potatoes, potatoes, beets. Um, you can get some, like, artichoke, um, uh, what, Jerusalem artichokes, uh, celery oh. root. Horseradish root, if you dare. I mean, go for the gnarly things that look like they were dug up at some dinosaur dig. Skin them, peel them, chop them up, and roast them in this root pan. That's a, that's a blast. Um, the Reboot salad is wonderful, and it's so nutritionally dense. It's amazing. And it takes a lot of chopping. So someone who wants to sit and chop, that's great. That's on page 160. Matt's Sofrito black beans are have be, are, really have become our family's favorite, and those to take two hours, but it's not any work. It's just they're cooking for those two hours. Um, but speaking of black beans, I want to say that what we Esselstons have every Christmas Eve for dinner is black beans and rice, and there's recipes in all of the books, Engine 2 Diet, My Beef with Meat, and the Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease Cookbook. Um, and they are just, it's just black beans, brown rice, and bazillion different vegetable toppings, um, some people use guacamole, some people don't, um, and it's just wonderful. Another quick tip, or a quick tip because the black beans are pretty easy to make, is if you are planning to have a bunch of people over and want to get some sort of plant-based food going, go ahead and order some Sammy's Pizza Crust, this online, S-A-M-I, Sammy's Pizza Crust. Order, you know, four, five, six crusts. Have them there because then you can just throw toppings on, caramelized onions, caramelized onions, hummus, um, some sort of marinara sauce, uh, sweet potatoes, uh, like Rip mentioned. Just cook them up and smash them and use them as, a, as the base on the pizza and then throw vegetables on top or throw a prepared salad on top. It's awesome after you've you know, cooked the crust, obviously. It's awesome. There's so many what, different things. What a fabulous... Should I continue? 
Yeah, I, I'm just I'm so thrilled about the pizza crust because I'm having two parties this holiday season. I'm doing a Boxing Day party because my husband and I both lived in England, and on the 26th of oh, December, good for you, yeah, yeah, they they do the celebration, you know, for the servants there at Downton Abbey. So yeah. we're just having a party for everybody who's been nice to us this year. What a great idea! I am so going to use that. So give us a couple more, and then I, I want to get to uh, Rip and new books and things coming up. Okay, well, some, um, usually people, um, if you're going to a party or if you're hosting a party, you want to either have served great hors d'oeuvres or you want to bring a great hors d'oeuvre. And especially if you're plant-based, sometimes it's the only thing you get to eat that night <laughs> besides maybe the garnish around some of the dishes. Um, so some things that are wonderful are the, are the smoky little devils. They're beautiful. They're on page 132 if you have a book near you. They're little teeny tiny um, uh, new potatoes, you know, just the little ones. I think they're like called size B or something, but they're small. They're not the typical, you know, Yukon gold potato. We went and had a Whole Foods event, and they made these out of the regular potatoes. They were enormous. It was crazy. But these are little bite-sized, smoky little devils that are imitating um, deviled eggs. And they look oh. like deviled eggs because the white potato cuts like a white potato, but then it's filled with hummus and paprika and scallions, and it's just this great, wonderful, savory plant-based filling. Um, another great thing are jalapeno corn salsa muffins. They're savory muffins, and you can make little mini muffins. Um, they're really just bite-sized and good to go. You obviously cook them for less time than is indicated in the recipe. Um, but then if you really want to wow people, make some uh, cauliflower buffalo wings on page uh, 234. <laughs> it's, it's like buffalo wings, but without the chicken wingy, you know, chicken flesh, chicken f- f- whatever part of the chicken they use i think it's right and all the greeks Um, these are these are wonderful and um another cauliflower dish is cauliflower steaks i was so weary when my mom approached me with this platter of cauliflower steaks i was like what is this and then we all tasted it and it was gone in a flash she cooked it as sort of a main dish like here we're all going to have one it was down in in just a moment really just inhaled like locusts and gone. So oh. I, I like to treat it as an hors d'oeuvre. And somebody made it at our, um, we had a cookbook lunch launch, and a, a neighbor and friend made this dish, and she did a beautiful job. So, you know, here was a person, a lay person, just whipped it off. It was great. And they're called cauliflower steaks because you cut the cauliflower like you're doing a cross-section of a brain or something. You know, you go just cross-section. You don't use little lumps of cauliflower. You cut it straight across like you're cross-sectioning a sample of something. Well, that's one oh, of the, the kale vegetables. Bruschetta. Kale bruschetta is red and green. <laughs> it's red and green like the holiday. It's so beautiful. It, it just flies off the platter. And, and, and the, um, the triple pepper crown risotto is very holiday looking too with the roasted red peppers. Oh, I, you know, I have it written down on my make ahead of time because it's so easy. You can make the, in a, you can, you're psychic. You can make the risotto in your rice cooker. And off you go to your event, and you've already made the, the red peppers that you've um, been marinating in all the vinegar and spices and garlic. So you just come home and throw the two together, and there you go. Yum, yum. So this is all. This it's is so, so exciting. Yummy. This makes me want to start cooking for Boxing Day. So, Rip, books, what's coming? Yes. So, uh, well, Jane and I are actually doing a uh, an Engine 2 cookbook that will be coming out in uh, over a year. But uh, it'll be another uh, 125 to 140 recipes that will that stick to your ribs, uh, kind of under the same the same theme as uh, as the first book, Engine Two, kind of recipes that you know that are mantastic, womentastic, that uh, even a bunch of firefighters in uh, in Austin, Texas, can get their get their minds and their mouths around and 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 feel like they're not they're not uh, being deprived whatsoever. So. That book, and then we're also working on another book. Uh, it's very, very exciting. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what it is right now, but uh, we can come on at, at a later date, uh, maybe in about a year, and talk about it. Okay, and it's probably a Harry Potter. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it is. It is not. It oh. is not. But it is a very exciting book. Yes. Cool. Well, we'll mums the but word on that. It's like a magic wand. Your fork will be like a magic wand in the great That's results. good. That's a nice subtitle. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you, you've written on here a really cool documentary. Are we talking about Cowspiracy or something else? 
No, I was not talking about. I was not talking about conspiracy. I, I love conspiracy and what Kip Anderson and his partner did with that that film. No, this is a this is a film that uh, that I'm I'm involved with, kind of on the back end. Uh, it's going to be called The Game Changers, and it's going to. Mm-hmm. And the subtitle is Men Meet in the, in the World's Most Dangerous Myth. And it's going to kind of look at this whole new legion of of men that have thrown by the wayside the current paradigm and realize that there's a much a much more manly, um, more manly uh, and uh, and intelligent way to eat, and we're going to kind of go around and tell about four to six different stories of these men that you're not going to believe that have been eating this way for some of them, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years, and it's I think it will be very, very impactful. I am so excited about Game Changers. When will that be available? Yeah. Oh, uh, we're probably a year and a half out. Oh, that far? Because my husband <laughs> so be, and I... Yeah, we're went, a good year. Yeah. There, there was a call that they needed Go extras ahead. out at this um, arm wrestling bar in, in the wilds of oh. Queens. And so we went out there to see Rob Bigwood. You know, I, I didn't know there was such a thing as an arm wrestling bar. And, and you know, you yeah. could get $5 pictures of Bud. I mean, it was really a, a very unique experience, but such an exciting concept. So, so thrilling. And how about um, Engine 2 stuff happening next year? I know you've got so much going on there. I just yeah. did an Engine 2 chat we a do. couple of weeks ago. Thanks yeah. for that invitation. What else is going on? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, well, to start off, you know, I've got this this relationship with Whole Foods Market. I'm a health eating partner, and we're offering an, a nationwide Engine 2 National Challenge from January 12th to February 9th. Uh, we're trying to get as many people to sign up as possible. If you have a, a Whole Foods near you, go in, uh, see if they're hosting one. If they are, you can go to weekly meetups and learn all the little nuances uh, about how to start diving into this lifestyle, whether it's, you know, how do I... How do I, you know, live without dairy? How do I cook without oils? You know, where will I get my protein? All these, all these things will be addressed that in person so cool. with, you know, fifty to to fifty to two hundred people. Uh, other people that are, will be embarking on this, and then uh, you can also, if you don't have access to Whole Foods, go to Engine Two dot com and you can do it online with Whoa. thousands of uh, of other people. We also okay. have our I, Engine I, Two retreat weekends. Are you are we done? We, uh, we're done, but go to engine2.com, and then you'll find out about all of it. So, <laughs> yes. thank yeah, you both yeah, you can. Exactly. so, so yeah. very much. And there's social media all over, Engine 2, on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, etc. Merry Christmas, yeah. everybody. Thanks so very much. And to all listeners, thank you for being here. God bless you. Eat your veggies. And we'll see you next year. Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. 
Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 